I want to talk to you today about an important topic. It's a topic that needs to be addressed sooner rather than later, especially with the new year around the corner. The topic that I have in mind for you today is the emotional and social impact of the current pandemic, more specifically about how the fear of the COVID-19 virus can and is impacting our lives negatively and what you can do about it. This is an important topic to be aware of, especially for the long-term impact it can have on your well-being. So stay tuned to learn more. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Growth Philosophy Podcast, a bite-sized weekly podcast focused on empowering you to think better and upgrade your life. And I'm your host, Salik. So let's talk about the COVID-19 fear factor or the COVID fear factor. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of fear, which in and of itself isn't a bad thing, but can become bad when it is taken to the extreme. A certain amount of fear is good for us, after all, sensible even, because that helps us take steps to prevent and minimize the impact of the virus. However, the fear is not good if it becomes all-encompassing and overrides our ability to rationally think things through and make informed and smart decisions. Unfortunately, that is what has been happening since the inception of the pandemic, as the fear of the pandemic keeps growing its influence and its impact on our ability to think things through. Fear itself isn't bad, but too much of it negatively impacts our ability to think and can cloud our judgment. I'm going to give you an example. Do you remember how, during the early days of the pandemic, supermarkets ran out of toilet paper? That was a result of the fear caused by the COVID-19 virus. That was the COVID fear factor in action. Think about it. Why would people worry about stocking up on toilet paper to protect themselves against an airborne virus? Doesn't really make sense, does it? Is toilet paper really a basic necessity? Or even something you need to keep yourself safe from an airborne virus? Hardly. Supermarkets running out of hand sanitizer is understandable. That's a necessity. But toilet paper? Like running out of toilet paper? That seems hardly to make any sense. And here's the thing about fear. When it becomes overwhelming, it becomes irrational. And irrational fear makes people do not just things that make little to no sense, but also things that can actually be harmful. Harmful to not just them, but others too. Which then snowballs the negative impact of fear. It just keeps growing and growing. Fear in moderation is useful, but when fear overrides our capacity to think things through, it becomes harmful. Dangerous even. Not that long ago, when I went out, I saw some people going around in what looks like gas masks. You know, they, they were wearing these face masks that were so elaborate and so extensive that they, for all intents and purposes, looked like gas masks. Now, for me, that seems like an overkill. 
even if they somehow completely avoid breathing in the pathogen, they can still get it on their clothes. So what do they do then? Incinerate their clothes as soon as they go home? Will they have a decontamination chamber built before entering their homes? I doubt that. Those are not reasonable expectations. But then how can a gas mask like mask keep you safe? Excessive effort like that hardly makes sense when you really think about it. I'm not saying don't do it though. Do it if it makes you feel good, but it's also important to realize that you can't completely protect yourself from the infection 100%. It's just not possible. Everything in moderation, on the other hand, is a better course of action. Now this also goes for how we connect with others. The pandemic has significantly changed how we connect with others, and not always for the good. Connecting with others is important. You know, humans, we are social beings. Our current state of improvements, evolution and technological breakthroughs are direct results of our social nature. We find more and better solutions and come up with newer and better ideas when we meet, talk and collaborate with others. Imagine how things would be when people are worried even about talking with each other, like right now. The other day, I noticed doing that myself. I noticed being worried about talking to someone outside, even though I was pretty intrigued by the person. And that's not my usual self. I'm usually driven by my curiosity. But this time, I took a step back. I was hesitant. Later, when I reflected on that matter, I realized that that behavioral change is a direct result of the current pandemic and all the precautionary measures I've been hearing and reading about, like how the spread increases when we speak. Even though I'm not totally on board with that policy, it still must have seeped into my psyche, even if it was a little bit, which then affected my behavior. So I'm not immune to that. It can happen to anyone, and I completely understand. Now, it's sad that we don't interact with people we don't know of as often or as normally as we used to. Human inter interaction is just not as effortless or as seamless as it used to be. And if we f blindly follow the rules set out to minimize the spread of the virus, like no socializing outside, no talking with others and so on, society as we know it will vastly change and not necessarily for good. I mean, you can say, okay, virtual communication can help. Absolutely. Virtual communication has become more popular of late, and that's great. It's a very useful tool. However, even though virtual modes of communication are very useful, they are not and can never be replacements of real human interaction. That tangible interaction with a human being can never be replaced by technology or digital communication modes. And don't even get me started on how virtual communication can never create serendipitous connections. You just can't accidentally meet people online. You know those fateful meetings you have with people who become friends for life or incredible connections, innovations, ideas that just happen as an accident. They just won't happen. In, especially not in this current state of social distancing and boundaries and rules. 
And that's not necessarily a good thing in the grand scheme of things, not for humanity. Take precautions, absolutely, but we also need to review the guidance with a pinch of salt. Because at the end of the day, will the lockdowns and the worry about the spread and the infection and the antisocial practices they are fostering really do more good than bad? Is the social alienation and the economic costs, both in the short term and the long term, really be worth it? Only time will tell. I don't know. But here is my personal opinion. Based on the information I have right now, take precautions like cleaning your hands and wearing your masks, but do not cut yourself off from human connection. Interaction is important. Connecting with others is important. And here is the other really important aspect. Looking after your mental health is just as important as your physical health, and cloistering in a bubble devoid of human interaction does not help you do that. Human interaction is an essential part of our mental health and happiness. So keep that in mind when deciding what to do and what not to do. Think for yourself, but do think and don't just blindly listen to whatever you hear about safety and protection. Because blindly following the directives would more or less mean putting yourself in a bubble. And unless you can get inside a bubble and stay there like Bubble Boy in that movie, you can't be 100% safe. Even people who take the most precautions can get infected and do. And that's the reality. Unless you're putting yourself inside a bubble, like the movie I mentioned, Bubble Boy, you cannot cut the risk of contracting the virus. It's just not possible. You can take preventative measures, but you cannot guarantee your safety. But that's not the end of the world. Because even if you do catch the virus, you can get better. You can recover from coronavirus. But you can't recover from missed opportunities of joy and happiness with the people closest to you. You can be safe and you can also connect. They are not mutually exclusive. It doesn't have to be that in order to be safe, you have to cut yourself from the people you care about. It just does not have to be like that. So don't let fear of the virus and lack of information or misinformation damage your relationships. At the end of the day, here's the reality. No matter how many precautions you take, you can still get infected. The virus is airborne after all. So the simple act of breathing on your part is all it really takes for the pathogens to enter your system. You can take precautions to improve your chances of not getting it. But you can never completely eliminate the possibility of getting it. For me personally, I feel it's better to prepare for the worst case scenario. So I'm preparing myself to deal with it after I get it, if I get it. The things that will help with fighting the virus off and recovering, like taking care of my health. So doing things like working out regularly, eating well, avoiding food items that cause inflammation, self-care, meditation, gratitude and so on. So those things will help boost my immune system, which will help me fight it off, if I do get it. So that for me makes more sense. Preventative measures. Because I know that there is absolutely no way I can guarantee not getting it. The fact is, there is absolutely no way to guarantee that you will not get infected by the virus. It doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are, 
unless you get yourself inside a bubble or a completely disinfected shuttle or something, you cannot guarantee not getting infected by that virus, and maybe even then not. But you can do things to increase your chances of recovering. Most people who get infected recover naturally anyway, and that's a fact. Most people who get infected recover naturally, and being in good health improves your chances of fighting it off that much better. So take precautions, you know, look after your health, but don't completely cut yourself off from connecting with others. Weigh up the pros and the cons, and then decide for yourself the best course of action for you. I'm not saying don't like go out and meet all of your friends. Don't do that. Don't go out and meet all of your friends and family like you would have done before. That said, don't completely isolate yourself either. Moderation works. You can take preemptive measures and preventative measures and connect with a handful of the people who are closest to you. You are come in contact with people anyway, so you might as well get some joy out of it. Don't do everything you would do normally and start going out and socializing like normal, but completely cutting yourself off from the people that matter seems overkill. It doesn't have to be either or. You can connect with your loved ones and be smart about it to minimize the potential risks. Our interaction with others literally shapes the way we think and feel. Everything we know about the world we learn as a result of our interactions with others. And even when we learn how to think for ourselves, our interaction with others has a massive impact on our feelings. It just can't be avoided. The people we interact with, they impact how we feel. So it is important to take precautions to limit the spread of the virus, without a doubt. But it is also important to factor in the human and social cost of those actions. Will completely shutting people in, like what happened during the quarantine, help lower the spread? Extremely likely. But is that ultimately good for us? When you factor in the emotional and emotional costs and economic costs, I doubt it. Relationships are fragile. They can take years to build, but minutes to destroy. So it's important to nurture and take care of your connections, especially with those you really value. Even if meeting people is challenging physically, you can still connect with them via phone, online chats and video calls. Digital communication will never be a proper substitute of face-to-face -face meets, but they are better than nothing at all. Judge for yourself what's the best course of action for you, rather than choosing to completely shut yourself out from the people close to you, or vice versa. Here's the bottom line. Don't let fear-mongering and lack of information or misinformation get in the way of connecting with the people that matter. Understand how the virus works as well as what precautions really are effective. And then take reasonable measures to protect yourself and others. Make decisions after weighing up the pros and cons rather than completely isolating yourself and becoming antisocial. Yes, things are challenging right now, but calm, rational thinking is more important during times of crisis, not less. Don't go overboard and react irrationally. Panic and fear will not help you, but it will harm you.
Here are three things I want you to remember when it comes to making a decision as a result of the pandemic. First is that prudence is important. However, panic and paranoia is not. So prudence is important, but panic and paranoia is not. The second one is that caution is smart, but anxiety is not. Caution is smart, but anxiety is not. There is a balance. And the third one is that prevention is useful, but overreaction is not. So go with prudence, caution and prevention, but try to avoid panic, anxiety and overreaction. The first three helps, prudence, caution and prevention, they help, but panic, anxiety and overreaction do not help. They can actually get in the way of you making good, rational, healthy decisions. Always weigh up the pros and the cons of your decisions, especially when they affect your long-term well-being. This year has been a tough one, with far too much uncertainty, confusion and stressful events. The fear-mongering and misinformation in mass media did not help. But despite all that has happened, we are still here. And despite everything, you are still here. Not everyone can say the same. You know, far too many people are not around anymore. That makes you one of the lucky ones. Celebrate that, because you survived one of the toughest years in human history. And as the saying goes, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Use the challenges and the hardships you have overcome to become better. And don't let fear take control of your behavior, of your thinking, and of your actions. Don't let fear define who you are. And do not let the fear of the virus cut yourself off from others, especially the people near and dear to you. The pandemic has changed the world as we know it. And the effects of it will be felt for a long, long time. It certainly can make us sick, but it doesn't have to make us miserable too. So think before you act and look after both your mental and your physical health. Here's to a better year and a better you. Stay safe and stay sane.